Super season is over. Time for Stefan and I to say goodbye. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, the 2019-2020 season is over, but don't worry, you'll have to wait only until Saturday the 12th of September for it all to restart again. We have a bumper episode tonight with multiple guests on, going over key lessons learnt this season, the players to have for next season, a little bit of analysis from Mikhail Topfan. I'll uh, have my last piss break as host. We'll go over who won the Patreon and Podcast League, few listener questions not fpl alexa's asked thoughts and then maybe the last iceman's quiz okay welcome back listeners to the 182nd episode of the fpl surgery podcast we're recording on monday the 27th of july 2020 this is the last episode that stefan and i will be hosting the fpl surgery podcast I paused there to, to listen to some groans from the guests, but, but none came. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this episode, we have some great FPL minds with some very respectable finishes. I will quickly introduce them, and they will sum up their season in three words and tell you their overall rank. But firstly, welcome back, Stefan. Thanks, James. Last time round, and uh, I'm glad the season is over and we can look forward to a new season. That, yeah, that's a good thing. I'm glad I it's think. over too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hopefully a season without any more pandemics and uh, more smooth sailing for us. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll prepare more for next season and I'm sure we'll both <laughs> agree and better ranks next season, hopefully. Anyway, let's introduce the guests then. So I will also list their luck and XG rank as per FPL review. So firstly, welcome to the podcast, Ian Horton. Give me a three words and your overall rank. Right. Good evening, everyone. Uh, three words. Sadly, unfulfilled promise. Uh, <laughs> overall rank thirty two thousand seven hundred and three. So it's not not terrible then. But you're... no. But it's that. It's always aiming for that top ten k. And going into the last game week, I was at twenty eight with my free hit. So I had best hopes of getting in, into the top twenty k. And it just all went a little bit wrong. Mm, you're... So. Uh, your luck was actually estimated at 9.29. Uh, so anything obviously positive is, is good. So you had not bad luck and your XG rank was 9,170. So, so not too bad. Well, that's good. I'll, I'll have to wait and see what everyone else gets to see how that, <laughs> see how that works out relatively. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll, we'll move. Welcome. Welcome him. So we'll move on to the next guest who is JNO from JNO United. JNO, let, let me give me your three words and your overall rank. Okay, we'll see if this flies over people's head, but I went with just not okay. <laughs> and that's because uh, 465,749, because I really pushed to break into the top 100k and completely failed literally every game week after game week 30. So, yeah, I th- not I the think best that, season for me. I think you're the only one that's worse than me, so that's good. But your luck was... Oh, that's why you invited me back. <laughs> yeah, <was> exactly. <laughs> your luck was not good. You had uh, minus 40.76 luck. Ooh. And your your XG rank was 219,799. <laughs> so you've doubled that rank. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, not. Uh, I suppose I can take that from that. <laughs> yeah. I managed to double something. Yeah, not a great season from you though. But we'll move on to the next guest. So FPL editor Craig is on the podcast. Craig, give me your three words and your overall rank. Frustrating as hell. <laughs> Sounds think, like this uh, is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, I had a few others as well. Happy it's over. Always be learning. <laughs> All very negative. You you um, didn't have very good luck either. Your luck was minus 3.68. So not positive, but just in the negative there. Yeah, it did feel like that. It felt like I was never really gaining any ground. Mm. A relatively respectable rank though of 29k. I can't really complain. Yeah, not too bad. Your XG rank was 1,716. Well, so yeah, <laughs> a little bit unlucky there. Right, Mikel, can I come to you now? What are your three words in your overall rank? Yeah, um, I had a, like my three words. It's a, I had a flying start, and then the Corona breaks went fully on, so I ended up in uh, about fourteen k. Fourteen k, pretty respectable. Though. I mean, you did have some bad luck as well. You were minus six point zero two. Your XG rank was eight thousand six hundred and fifty eight. Though. Your your algorithm didn't help you as much as you wanted, but still a really good rank. Yeah, sure, but uh, I think you are uh, selective and you use XG though, because you know uh, there are other metrics like the odds and the massive rank <laughs> yeah, that you refuse to list uh, up on the show. <laughs> your odds rank yeah. was twelve, which uh, yeah, obviously twelve in the world. <laughs> it was selective picking out just because XG is just I find XG more interesting. I don't really know much about the odds rank, but could you just quickly explain the luck and how that's calculated? Because I know you said something earlier. Yeah, it's not based on, uh, they calculate for every game, based on the XGs from every game, how much goals and assists your player should have had and how much bonus points that should have reflected in. Yeah. So you really get a calculated score based on XG and then uh, that uh, expected value is compared to your actual points for one game week and for all game weeks. So then you see how you fare on an absolute level uh, with uh, regard to luck and also relative to others because that's really the main thing here is how your luck is uh, compared to the other ones. Yeah. So now we are sitting here comparing to each other which which is the important thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting as well. Well, we'll move on to the next man who is Jamie Ellis. He is the Moolah League organiser. So welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Give me three words and your overall rank. Uh, Hello, James. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm going for one that we've heard already frustrating underwhelming and unlucky but it could also be pissed chips away because i've really uh blown oh, really? This, this this season yeah uh, but you might be able to tell me how unlucky i've been with your stats uh you've not been terribly unlucky i thought you were initially but your luck is 29.67 so you're in the positive for luck and Ooh. your xg rank was 134,360 okay. so not too far away mm. but, yeah um, still better this- overall but um yeah yeah on to next season <laughs> we've got someone else here uh, alex ball alex at water baby who i always call him so welcome to the podcast alex give me three words in your overall rank as well really crap again um <laughs> uh, 300 and something k 300 and just over 300k basically so um yeah just not good meh, <laughs> well your yeah, luck too- was not good either your luck was minus 71.2 and your yes. xg rank would have been 99,394 so that is interesting. It looks I'd like... I'd have taken that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have taken the top 100k. Yeah, I think you would have. Right, the next person we've got on is uh, Justin Dye. Justin, give me a free words and overall rank. Highly underperformed. <laughs> and I finished 
474,064 place. Wah, wah. Pain, painful season. <laughs> uh, oh, horrible your, season. Your luck wasn't good either. It wasn't massively not good, but minus 1.78. And your XG rank was 249,618. So, okay. yeah, got improvement there. So we'll see you next season, won't we? Well, Lastly, but not least for now, we were meant to have Tom Campbell, uh, FPL Sexy and Bully was meant to be on, but they haven't got here yet, so they still might come during the podcast to be wary of that. What about you then, Stefan? Give me three words and your overall. Well, I think my three words will be, I blame myself and an <laughs> 80k, 80k rank. Oh, yeah. And your, your luck wasn't good. No, and I think I wonder how they calculate me wildcarding 29 and being stopped in the middle of Corona with six players to go in the City Arsenal game and my captain and and then everyone got their wildcard in game 30. That yeah. was my... I that, don't know that how, that, how that, re- that, that is reflected. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, even when I, uh, I think ATK wasn't good, but uh, I could have done better despite maybe some bad luck. Yeah, you, well, your luck was calculated quite badly, uh, obviously on top of that wildcard misfortune, but your luck was minus 19.8 and your XG rank was 46,928. But again, as Mikhail said, I avoided, your odds rank was 1,741. So yeah, you've, you've missed out quite a bit there. But let, let's move on to me. Uh, so <laughs> my three words were just didn't have... TAA and my <laughs> my luck was minus 104.16 and my XG rank was 48,000 whereas my real rank was 390,000 so we'll forget this season rather quickly and my odds rank was actually better it was 2736 but Uh, we're listing XG rank so I've had a massively disappointed season but you know we move on and uh, we've got next season to look forward to sum up of the episode then it will be like an open forum so if you're quiet I will punish you by getting you to sing the song by Ludacris what's your fantasy so I the... wanna. Li- oh, oh, damn it! Again. <laughs> so the lyrics have been provided to each of you, and it will be like a almost like a fight for the mic type episode. So it might be a long one. Yeah, it's all about the re- reflection of the FPL 2019-2020 season, talking through the lessons learnt and how each of you fine managers have tackled it this season. Then we'll have some great analysis from Mikhail Topvan regarding the, the players for next <laughs> season. Then we will finish with what may be the final Iceman's quiz and we'll have to say a goodbye and some thank yous. Right, let's get into this. What is the key thing that you have learnt this season? Now, as we've got so many guests on, I will come to each of you and you have each given me a time for how long will you, you will talk about your key lesson learnt this season. So I've written all of them down and we will see how close you actually get to that time. At the end of it, we'll do a cumulative chat at the end just about all of the lessons that you've learned. So Ian, Ian Horton, go. Don't get hung up on rotation. Uh, recognize the difference between a definitive trend and a bandwagon. There is a difference. And also the most important thing, whatever you do, don't chase points. Oh, right. Okay. Nice one. And uh, J&O. I mean, I'll, a lot of what I was going to say has just been said, but I 
chase points way too much, got on bandwagons too late, picking up the likes of Pookie and Mount after they'd scored points. I, when I started playing without any fear and I'd just given up on my rank, that's when I actually managed to rise back up. So then I just tried to be too aggressive, too many differentials, trying to be too different and not actually having a decent amount of the template. So have some of the template and then have clever picks as your differentials. Okay. And Craig, a fear editor. I played my wild card too early at the start. I think I played it in game week three. And upon reflection, I probably should have just taken some point hits at the time because early on in the season, they can obviously be swallowed up. Uh, and on point hits, uh, I had one of my more conservative seasons for point hits. I typically take anything between eight and 12 hits perhaps over the season. So as much as 40 44 points, that type of measure. This year, I only took six point hits, but I think there can be a lot to be said for taking point hits for standout captains. Mm. What I noticed was Aubameyang was one of those in game week 32 plus, where obviously he faced Norwich, and I think he ended up with 16 points. I captained Jimenez with two points. Massive swing there, of course. I think many others did that as well. Man City were playing Liverpool. KDB did well. But Salah and Mane did not. And, of course, there is a standout pick there. So a minus four points or something like that would have obviously paid dividends. So that would be me. Okay. And Mikel, go. Yeah. My uh, my season has been like um, with a so good start and going into Corona, uh, I had, um, if the season had just ended, I would have been left with 20k uh, pounds in winnings. Um Oof. I don't know what happened uh, after, but uh, I started to risk more to to get more differential to gain even more ground. Uh, that failed completely, and uh, and just to, to learn to play solid all the way. It's a long season; you, you can't just blink and uh, do something irrational. I've also learned something even more special, like. <laughs> I haven't had Twitter before, <laughs> and that's uh, I've learned it both the good and the hard way because uh, there you, you have to learn to use it. I think. <laughs> okay, and Jamie. Yeah, um, my, what I'm going to start with is to play your own game. I think um, Mikel touched on it before. You know, especially in the Moolah League and all these various WhatsApp groups, you get you delve into kind of conversation with people and get deviate off what you want to do. So I'd say play your own game would be a big lesson for me this season. I think at times I've kind of been put off what I wanted to do. Like for example, yesterday I was going to bring out Bamiyang in, got talked out of it in, a, in different groups. Bench the right people. My benching has been poor um, this season. I think it, for me it's a, it's a cross between stats and gut instinct. I think a lot of the time I didn't really trust my gut and I kind of dilly-dallied a little bit too much. And plan ahead. Stick to a plan. You know, you've got to be a little bit flexible as well. But uh, don't get derailed and plan ahead. That will be my kind of um, summary. Uh, nice. And Alex Ball. Um, see, I didn't get how this timing thing went. I thought this was for, like, <laughs> general discussion as well. So I put two minutes down for this. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk for two minutes on it. So that's why I'm talking now, because I'm trying to actually build up my time, having now realized. Punishment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, the points I'm going to make are, are, are um, 
actually, Stefan, it's what we talked about. You remember I came on that pod with you guys at Christmas when we, we had to do it about three times, and I, I felt eternally sorry for you because that was a, a bit of a nightmare of a, a time. But fair play to you for persisting and getting that through. I think Iceman was away somewhere. Yeah. And um, I discussed it then, and it, I didn't really learn from it at that point, but I, I have done towards the end of the season. And, and that's, for me, it's the impact of um, things like Slack, and Twitter and things that you can actually interact with. So when I was like my first sort of 11 seasons playing the game or I don't know, 10 seasons, I was quite successful uh, in my finishes and, and very consistent, I think was my big difference. And then the last two seasons I've been way out there, sort of 500 and 300,000, which is like quite a lot higher than I'm used to, you know, had had. And I think the big thing for me is, is this interaction on Slack and Twitter. And it's not to say Slack isn't awesome, um, the Slack channel you guys have is just brilliant, and the people in it are, are just amazing. Um, but I just don't think it works particularly well for me, and it's the same with Twitter. I, I have this real fear of missing out, and I I look at other people's picks, and you know I can I, because people interact with you. You know, you go up against a manager that plays in a different style. Like I'm I'm not p- particularly conservative in the way I play, but I'll go up against a conservative manager or look at my idea and go, oh no, I wouldn't take a minus four for that, or I wouldn't do that, and then I start to second guess myself and I change my plans and I go against what I was feeling. And I I, I, I took out Salah a few weeks ago just when he he scored quite well and that was like the final straw for me and I just went off Twitter I went off Slack I did I went off everything and then since then I sort of went back to playing my way and I've had sort of two quite good green arrows in a row and it was a bit of a and not to mention it was the, the enjoyment factor started to come back I think a big thing um so I think the takeaway for me is 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 like I said you know, rather than it's a sort of bigger picture perspective looking at um how you best play the game and in, in what sort of situations we have so many outlets you know pods articles slack twitter it all these sort of things providing information and it's just near on impossible to take it all in so work out what's best for you and and like how you can best interact with these sort of things and, and stick to it you know don't, don't don't feel you have to go there just because it is there just go with what actually works for you okay and justin die Take it away, Justin. So I took a bit of a different approach this year, and I decided to kind of cut out looking at all the deep stats because I found the year that I did so well. I was spending up to an extra you know, five, six, ten hours a week just looking at various little stats, and that backfired on me. So I learned that I need to go back to looking into all the little stats such as XA, XG, heat maps, you know, what time players are being rotated and stuff, because that really killed me. I feel like I missed out on a lot of players this year that probably would have helped me out. And uh, other than that, I would say that watching Match of the Day and watching all the games and the highlights has just been a huge benefit. That's something I've never really got into before because I've just never had it available to me. Thank you for that. And Stefan? Starting my timer. Um I think I will focus on patience again. I, I think in this game, we can afford to make a lot more mistakes than we maybe think we can and still do pretty well. So so my learning from this season is that I'm my own worst enemy because when I have bad game weeks and red arrows, I, it can easily lead to mistakes, bad transfers and no patience. And when you have no patience and make bad transfers, you 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 get even redder and badder game weeks, and the circle is just uh, it's a bad vicious circle. It just uh, goes to show you you need to be patient, step back, and think about 
yourself being allowed to make a lot of mistakes and still having a good uh, a good year because even though I've been complaining to you at least James for for most of this season <laughs> I was maybe a couple of good decisions away from uh, pushing onwards up to 10k so it just goes to show that uh, patients can can do it and and take less hits of course that goes into the patients thing this year I took eight hits and I, I looked at them now and I actually needed only two of those the rest was desperate hits trying to make something happen and you, you can't really just wish for points or force points so uh, I will look to take fewer hits and also pick better captains that's very easy to say of course but uh, <laughs> at least won't be not, not be too frustrated when the captains fail that will be a, a learning for me okay right well we've got all your times there so I'll come back to them I'll list mine I've got no seconds because it's my podcast so I'll do what I want um, now I did go over these in the lessons learned which we had with Jay Eggsdorf and Hawks back on podcast 170 I think it was yeah 170 when Covid hit but I will go over it again. My my key lesson I learn is don't be scared to make big changes in order to stick to your original plan. And don't pre-plan big transfers of main players that you know you will want for after like a wild card or at the beginning of the season, etc. I've definitely made the wrong decisions on not having TAA all season. I was planning on bringing them in after my first wild card. I didn't get any Liverpool because they had a blank game week on the first wild card, but I planned to bring in both him and Salah, but then the red card to Son stopped me from getting TAA. Uh, I knew that he was the best defender to have, and I used that excuse with Son not to make the move, but you know, three to four weeks later it was too late for me to get him because I couldn't afford him there is a method to stuff like that so take a hit on bad luck like Son getting the red card and not go the easy route like I did using the Son cash to bring in Salah whereas I did want to use Sterling cash to bring in Salah and then the rest of that cash to get TAA which also meant I held on Sterling for far too long than I actually wanted when he was blanking I think I had him for like 14 game weeks of his blanking and never had him after the restart until the last game week but at the time I viewed this as an opportunity to have an excuse to keep him at the time and wait for something magical to happen when it just wasn't for form to hit again and he just wasn't hitting it which obviously we now know didn't happen um, my, my point is that the original plan of bringing in TAA and Salah would have benefited me much more than how I deviated away from it due to that little bit of bad luck that I had so keep to your plan not Iceman's hemorrhoids okay right let's open I got up. that James <laughs> <laughs> So let's go back to um, how long you took then. So as you mentioned, Ian Horton gave me 15 seconds and he was bang on. So well done, Ian. JNO gave me 30 seconds and he was one second out. So well done, JNO. FPL editor was 65 seconds. Unfortunately, FPL editor Craig, you were six seconds out. So you're currently in the punishment area. But don't worry, Mikkel Topfam seems to... He gave me 30 seconds and he talked for 25 seconds after that particular 30 seconds. Jamie Ellis, he was pretty close, only eight seconds after the 60 seconds. Alex Ball said he couldn't talk for two minutes, and then he talked for two minutes and 38 seconds. So Alex Ball is currently currently winning on 38 seconds. And Justin Dye had uh, 64 seconds, and he was 16 seconds out. Stefan, I thought you were going to get a bang on. You didn't on 
quite disappointed by you if you were timing yourself. So you said 82 seconds and you were eight seconds out. So who wins that? Oh, it's Alex Ball. So well done, Alex. Your punishment now is to read out the lyrics which I have sent you before. Um, Yay! I, say, I didn't. I didn't get the rules. I didn't get the rules. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't give them out. That's what Hang anyone on. that loses would. None say. of us got them, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Talk about yourselves. I'm no, 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 no. Okay, we we'll, we'll no, we'll, the silence is going to build the pressure. Yeah. Mate. Come on, hurry up. But now, yeah, right. I'm there. Hang on. Posh English accent, or uh, however you want I to do. Wanna, Lick, lick, you're from your head and your toes, and I want to move from the bed down to the down to the flow. Then I want to, ah, ah, you make it so good. I don't want to leave, but I got to, no, 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 what, what's your fantasy? That's very well done. Very good. Well Stephen done. Hawking is alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Right. Um, I was going to say it's an age thing because I haven't got a clue what that song is, but actually having re- having seen the lyrics, I'm probably quite glad. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. L- ludicrous. Uh, Justin knew it straight away. He was the only one that knew it, so he is the, the coolest guy here. So well done, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right, so let's let's quickly talk about some of those lessons then. Do we want to expand on anyone? Mikko, I'll come to you first just based on what you were saying. Do you want to kind of expand on what you were saying with your lessons learned? I forgot what my lessons learned was because <laughs> now it's a new season, right? <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. That's it. You said what you needed to say. You're already moving on to next year. What are, you taking, <laughs> what are you taking into next season from this season, which is like your key lesson then? Yeah, my key lessons is uh, actually to to just stay in the game uh, all the way. Like with the Corona break, um, I was so high up and it uh, massively failed afterwards. I think I was off my game. I I tried to find uh, diverse options to, to chase even higher, and that's not a good idea before like the very last end of the season. Yeah, um, I echo that. I said something. Uh similar to some i don't remember where i said it so, somewhere slack twitter whatever but <laughs> the thing is if you only do if you do the most logical um, moves and also when you have free hits involved and wild cards bench boost etc if you stick to the most uh, logical moves and the best moves nothing fancy you're basically saying i'm not going to make any mistakes and leave all the mistakes to the other guys and I think most other will feel the pressure to do some kind of fancy stuff, and that's where what you can sort of how you can get ahead of the rest. Just yeah, you can grind down. ground from the others. Yeah. Uh, no, like I would put myself as someone that made those mistakes because I was 140k after the unlimited transfers, and then I thought, okay, I want to push for something big. I want to do clever stuff, and I try clever stuff until the end of the season, apart from maybe game week 38. And I went and turned 140k rank to a 465,000 rank. So mm. I think it's definitely trust your logic. Don't feel the pressure to go and do fancy moves just to try and get that great finish. It's out, it bears out that because there's that theory, isn't there? Sometimes like the best move you can make is nothing. Mm. And, you, you know, it's like you're, we're always tempted to fiddle around with all these things. And actually, when you don't press the button and you go, no, I'm going to I'm going to hold my free transfer. or I'm just going to make the, as you said, the logical free transfer. That's often the best move. And it's just, you know, you can sometimes outthink yourself if you if you if you 
if you go for it too heavily that's the problem Mm. looking at trying to catch up it's what i tried to do as well same as same as jno you try and look to do something different and then it's that thought it's been said on a number of podcasts but it's like the twitter community and the community which you're in is only very small compared with the, the game it's massive so don't think that what everyone else is doing within the twitter community is not the the right thing to do you think oh i'll go against that and then when you do that that's when you, you know, go down a bit like me and jno have had have done. That's how you get Pepe, Pepe on your Gmx30 team <laughs> by doing, not doing the logical thing. Alex, where do you think it's gone wrong for you? Well, like I said, I, th- I think it's for me. It's been just trying to find that happy place again. So I, I, I really think that um, I really have. It, I mean, it coincides with it. You know, I'm competitive at this game, so I want to finish high. You know, my, my it, I've never really been big into mini leagues or money leagues or anything. It's just purely been about overall rank and. My first 10 seasons, I was never outside 60K. So I had this record that was really big in my head. No one else gives a shit about it. You know, Mm. no one else, you know, wants to praise Mm -hmm. the fact. No one else cares. But in my head, this is massive. This is why I play FPL, to keep that rank. And then last season, I was sort of 500K. And this season, sort of 300K. And it's and again, no one cares. No one's going to look at my record and go, oh, my God. Well, I'm not going to be talking to this guy anymore because he had two shit seasons. <laughs> it's just for me, it's moving into my head where I realize it, it's a game. It doesn't really matter. It's about focusing on getting into that place where I'm enjoying it and Does still have got that time <laughs> to sort of interact with like, you know, like I said, I, I, the Slack community you guys have got with surgery is awesome. And I want to be part of it, but I have to find that right you know, balance for me. And I also have to, you know, you know, I've, I've got a, a young family. I've got um, uh, a, quite a, an intensive job and I'm studying again and it's, and I live in New Zealand. So the time zones are very, you know, obviously incredibly different. So it, it's, it's finding that balance of like what, what actually works for me, what's the best way for me to engage in the game. And then from there, I'm pretty sure I'll become get my ranks back up to where I was, but yeah. do, I'll be really interested to hear what the rest of you guys think about this idea of, whether you know twitter and slack and you know i don't know what other things there are but i'm sure there are others that i don't even know about you know reddit and so on where you can interact and talk to people do you, do you think that is a they're good things for you guys or do you think they're things that like i'm finding they're actually can be quite negative for them yeah justin you're um not one for slack are you but you do talk to people individually regarding fpl what do you reckon on that one so I'm I'm glad you asked me and came to me on that because I kind of have uh, – I love Slack. I think it was great when it was smaller because there weren't so many voices, but it gets so big that you have so much outside influence. I couldn't hear my own thoughts when mm-hmm. I was in there. So that's kind of why I broke away and started doing individual – just people that I knew I could trust that I had talked to for a couple of years, such as yourself, Brett. Uh, every once in a while I'd talk to Hawks and whatnot, but I mean it just – I had so many voices going on inside my head that I was one of those people that I had to take a step back. And if I hear so many different ideas and opinions, I kind of forget my own game and forget which way I'm going. So that's uh, that's one of the big reasons why I kind of cut that out. I think it's great. It's got a lot of helpful tools. And there were a lot of times that I was in Slack channels, yeah, but just not participating. I just wanted to kind of get a vibe and a feel for what everybody else was doing. But when I started asking too many people, I found out I wasn't playing my game anymore, and I was playing my game based on everybody else's decisions and their opinions, and that's what really started hurting me. I suppose it matters on how you conduct the information. Like Over the years, I've had some good finishes over the years, but I've 
always listen to everything. I've listened to multiple podcasts. I, I, I read lots of articles and I talk a lot within multiple groups, you know, WhatsApp, Twitter, Slack. I'm always chatting FPLs. But over those years, I, I've tended to make my own decision based on those things. So I feel like my judgment from what people are saying, I'm not as influenced. Maybe I've been more influenced this year, maybe by uh, Mikkel's uh, algorithm, not so much. <laughs> but um, it, it's something which you, you can control or, or teach yourself to control more. Craig, you're obviously can a so, social you? butterfly. Uh, what about you? What do you reckon? On. Oh, go on then. Oh, that's fine. Can I, sorry, just a very quick one, because um, I think that's that's a really interesting point you just made. Because I still like love listening to the podcasts, love listening, you know, reading some articles and things. But I've really just it's the interaction thing that is yeah. is the bit that's difficult for me. And it was interesting just listening to Justin because that's actually something that I think is key. It's that kind of one on one. It's a lot easier to sort of just bounce those ideas around. And I mean, I've got to thank. Um, Vinyl Richie, because he actually like he he took my team because I was just like I can't be asked to wake up at one o'clock in the morning to make transfers, and he actually sold Salah for me last last game week, for example, because oh, I just said look, here's logins my team, do what comes up with the news. He sold Salah, got Sterling in, captained him, and he needed to make some money, so he sold Foden based off the fake news, which turned out to be genius. This is where it gets even better. He brought in Stanislaw, <laughs> who scored, who was on the bench. So he's oh, Stan is the man. Who was on the bench, but then he goes and scores. Uh, Absolute genius. So you know, just but having that just one on one, just like Justin was saying, just one on one with a few yeah. people you trust. And I'm like, here's my login, mate. You know, just here's some rough ideas. You know, we talk through it. You go for it. I trust what happens, and if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, no stress. You know. Yeah. Um, but actually, I th- it's that. It's very interesting. Like you said, it's that being able to take the information from a podcast and digest it. Whereas mm. I struggle when it's that one-to-one of lots of people. Like, control think, yourself, just, Alex. Control yourself. <laughs> I have no control. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, it's the word that word that keeps cropping up, and it's and it's the most important word there. It's it's find out who you trust. It's the same with podcasts. It's the same with articles. It's the yeah. same with yeah. who you follow on Twitter or who you listen to. There is so much activity now in the FPL community. It's, I mean, the Twitter community is enormous now, but it's that. You know, you could be chatting to someone who's only been playing the game for three weeks, but they've all got an opinion and you've got to sort of disseminate in terms of whose opinion you want to listen to. And as you're saying, it's those little groups. I mean, um, TC and I, for example, we're in a team of five in the in the, the community league. So we've got our own little WhatsApp group. So we're all swapping our teams around and we have no problem in terms of, you know, asking advice from each other. But it's that keeping that nice and tight and close little community of guys, you know, have got you know, got a track record in, in being successful at this thing um, rather than people who've just got an opinion for an opinion's sake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's true of the podcast. You know, there are podcasts out there that are absolutely fantastic to listen to. Of course, the surgery is top of that. But, oh, yeah. you know, you've got the, you, you know, the I, I won't go naming them because we, we all know the ones that are the ones that are our go to's. Um, but there's lots of new podcasts. Now, those new podcasts may well grow into what we now have now yeah, with Planet FPL with, with the surgery. But a, a lot of them may just disappear because they haven't really gained traction because, you know, they, they've not gained the trust of their listeners. And I think that's that's the big word. It's like find who you trust, who you feel has got a good track record, who who plays the game like you do, because we all play it slightly differently. And, and you need to sort of latch on to someone who's got the same ideas as you. And I think but I say that that's the thing. It's But then at the end of the day, take all those opinions on board. But I think 
as, as we said when we did that lessons learned pod earlier on in the year jim that it was that the thing is go with your gut at the end of the day it's your team it has to be your decision you know take on board all the information but make your own decisions because if you make the decision based on someone else's opinion and it goes wrong you'll kick yourself if yeah. it's your own decision then you can learn to live with it a lot easier yeah 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 totally I think that that. Once or twice for sure <laughs> taking other people's decisions that that'll yeah. that'll burn always go with your gut even if it's wrong you'll feel better yeah. in the end exactly if the, if the reasoning was right in the first place the result may turn out to be wrong you know like you know uh, a lot of us obviously made bad bad calls in game week 38 for example but as long as you can go back to the original decision you made at the time, and if that was the right decision for you, then you can live with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, yep. can you though? If you're if you're in a bad frame of mind and you're making decisions, yeah. those those reasons you're making decisions are probably not good reasons. So yeah. I, I I don't like to trust myself and my gut blind. <laughs> I, I, I know you should. my gut is wrong a lot. You if, if you sleep, uh, if, if you have a bad uh, bad night's sleep and and, uh, and you That's wake right. up early. Because if yeah. you um, if you it's learning then who the people are that you reflect because you know you go into they're going to give you ideas left right and center whereas yeah. exactly like Horse was saying if you can go to a smaller group or just a one on one that you trust but again like I said this is I'm talking from my perspective you might be better going into Slack or Twitter and going getting twenty or thirty ideas and then being able to filter through it I think it's it's what works best for you yeah yeah right I'm going to bring uh, Craig and Jamie who have not spoken the most so Craig I'm going to come to you what do you reckon on that one. I think there's been a lot of good points raised, to be honest. Probably covered most things. Uh, from my Ooh. side, I actually had my worst ever rank when I started writing content for Fix in that year. I think mm-hmm. I had ranks of sort of 5K, 7K, 11K in previous years leading up to that point. And uh, when you get so absorbed within you know, what is a, an amalgamation of so much information, you can get lost. So it's actually a skill set in itself to, to be able to balance it 100%. Well, I find i do from time to time is i actually delete the twitter app i'm not involved in slack as you know james i (laughs) try to avoid it if i can because there's a lot of noise and i speak on whatsapp generally with quite a lot of people anyway uh, about fpl so from time to time i will just i'll just delete the twitter app you know just for whether it's a few days a week whatever because i have a natural tendency to you know dive into it refresh the pages and you can get really caught up in information and then of course it's it's very hard to make your own decisions um, you have some sub, sub, subconscious bias there. So, yeah, I try different things. I think we're all probably guilty of it. We we love FPL, so we all have perhaps some form of addictive personality where we get all consumed by things, right? So you just have to work out what works for you. And I loved um, Stefan's point on the gut. I mean, um, or he said, he, I don't know if he said he couldn't trust his gut, but I think there is a lot to be said for that as well. Um, I I personally... I've made my best decisions when I've just gone for something that I fancy, depending on something that I've seen, not listening to perhaps everybody else. Yeah, I totally understand that. What about you then, um, Jamie? You haven't spoke for a little bit. Can I let you take it from here? Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, as you know, um, I'm chairman of the Moolah League, which is, you know, quite a big money league. And I think what I've done this season, probably, I had no chance in that because I was way off, but a few other mates leagues I was in, I kind of made decisions based on sort of work my way up, up those kind of money leagues. And I think my overall rank probably suffered as a result because I was kind of, you know, looking at other people's teams and chasing places. Whereas if you look at my previous seasons, you know, I've not been outside of um, over 100K apart from the first season when I wasn't kind of on it properly. 
so I think if you look after your rank and you make the right decisions, that will then move you up in your leagues rather than kind of focusing on a lot of people. You probably are better than that if you back your own judgment. But I think um, I think that's quite an interesting kind of way of looking at it. Um, I'd really like to jump in there because I I can't wrap my head around people that play mini leagues and are so concerned with winning their mini league that they don't play for overall rank. Because surely playing for overall rank, if you're the best overall rank player in your mini league, you win anyway. And people just focus so much on beating the three players ahead of them that they completely forget the whole game. Yeah. Whereas if you just focus on the whole game and be the best player in your league anyway, surely that's a better way to approach it. Just well, think It's always baffled me, that approach for mini-league play. That is the approach that I've got wrong this year. And it's partly because I have made some bad decisions. That it's just another bad decision on the back of it. But I think you're absolutely right. You, you look after your rank, and then the rest should look after itself. Yeah, if you take it to the I extreme, think... I didn't want Sterling because my rival had Sterling in game week 38. That <laughs> makes no sense to me. Like, why would you pick... Like, I went Mares because I was hoping for a differential when he hadn't played. <laughs> but, and he still got some points, but I'm just like, why would you avoid the players that are doing so well for your opposition because you want yeah. to outrank them? That's right. If you, if you pick the players that you think are going to score the highest... That that should, is you exactly you've got it spot on, Jay. And so that's going to do the trick. Why I have to say though, like, that last game week, that last game week is the only week I really look at mini leagues, and it's like then if it really yeah, is squeaky, pump, it yeah. really is squeaky. You can, but then you what you do then you, you well, well at least what I did it didn't quite work out this time. But my theory was you have the big hitters, even if they've got the big hitters, you have the big hitters, and then you hope to make up the difference with those. Mares is the Mares is yeah. and people like that and and they were the game changers this week I think mm. right I think we've got some great points there guys and we've summed it up quite nicely I think we're going to move on now to the second kind of topic here so Mikhail's got season review analysts on over and under performers that uh, should be taken into consideration for next season as we do tend to overrate performers and vice versa so Mikhail, can you take it from here on what you've studied and what you've actually got together for us? Yeah, because now we've got the, got the season behind us and uh, when we look at the underlying numbers, it's, it's quite clear this game got two players that stand out in particular for the future and it's uh, again Mohamed Salah, but now it's accompanied by Raheem Sterling. They are uh, both per minute and uh, total... Uh, far ahead of the rest of the pack uh, for future performances. Both of them have actually been quite unlucky this season, so they haven't really gained as many points as they should. Uh, but over the longer term, or, or when we start on new sheets, uh, they are likely to perform uh, as normal again. Um, in third place behind them is actually um, Mana, um, which is uh, gradually improving his game uh, from season to season. Uh, and then, of course, everyone is looking very Kevin De Bruyne, and he sits in fourth place. Uh, <clears throat> but he's been immensely lucky this season, scored over 50 points more than uh, his underlying stats uh, say he should have scored. So, so my guess for next season, he will be massively overpriced and... Um, I doubt that uh, he can keep up uh, such an overperformance. It's not normal for anyone to keep that up. And uh, uh, despite him being a notorious overperformer, he will revert uh, quite a lot. That's 
That's the likely thing. In fifth place, uh, a big surprise for many is uh, Roberto Firmino. No one has uh, probably had him in his team this season uh, for what they would think was good reasons, but actually he's been immensely unlucky. He should have had uh, 40 points more than he has, and uh, his stats are actually great. He got uh, three big chances less than Salah this season. That's uh, that's impressive, and uh, he's uh, in FPL terms now looking like an asset uh, like he was back when he was a midfielder in the game uh, some seasons ago. So uh, he's a big shout for next next season. Now he was about nine million. If he uh, gets a price reduction down to like uh, eight something, uh, I'd really look look into him next season. Mm, of course, some players have uh, massively performed over, like like De Bruyne, but we also got players that have underperformed. And those are actually the most interesting for next season, but because when we get the 100.0 million again, finding those budget assets that are really underpriced, that can be really interesting. And, and from the most unlucky list, uh, of course, Sterling is there. Uh, and Firmino, but we also find players like uh, Almeron and Antonio, which um, which have really got the stats to perform way better than they have, and that uh, might be a really nice squad squad fillers next year to to gain ground from the start. So what you're saying is, and I'm going to quote you, is Almeron is the one to have next year? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'll back him there. <laughs> Who else do you reckon then? Who else have you got your eye on for next year, Mikel? Yeah, um, we, we can fill up with some uh, more juicy assets like uh, James Ward-Prowse and uh, and if he's back, uh, Delofeo, yeah, nice. which was really unlucky um, <laughs> the, the amount of games he got. So uh, let's see. Okay, interesting. I like James Ward-Prowse shout. Don't laugh at that, James. <laughs> made, oh yeah, you're a Saints fan, I forget. I yeah. <laughs> Right, okay, so I know Alex has to go soon, so I'm going to come to you first, Alex, for your players for next season who you're concentrating on and who you think you're going to bring in. Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm going to avoid all the all the, the big hitters and things because I think we need to wait and see on the prices. And just listening to Mikel then was, was very interesting, you know, just hit some of his thoughts because I think that, that we're going to have to make some tough decisions because the prices of, you know, the, the likes of ones we've been sort of lucky enough to have this season in Bruno, Martial, you know, KDB. I think they're all, Salah, obviously, they're all going to be very expensive and we're going to have to make some tough decisions. So I've just gone with it for a few out-of-the-box uh, out thoughts that I am... Um, I sort of quite like the look of in the last few last few games, and I'm just kind of making a note of would be uh, from Southampton, um, Shea Adams, because I think Ings is going to go yeah. up quite a lot in price, um, and I think if Shea Adams mm. stays on the six million mark, I think he could be a nice cheaper alternative to Ings. They seem to be playing quite well as a two up front now, so you know if there's sort of three million difference in price there, that could be that could be a nice way to sort of tap into what Ings will you know potentially get and I think he'll be quite highly owned at the start of next season based off what he's done this season um staying at Southampton I like Stuart Armstrong um I don't know what his stats are like but I just really like the watching him uh, I, he was a player I nearly got in earlier in the season just as because he was, he was about 5.4 million really cheap and he's just one of those players that's always around the box so I, I really like him if you've got a potential spot and the last one you're going to like this one Iceman um Kieran um Kieran Tyranny Tyranny, is that right? T- tyranny. Tyranny, tyranny. Tyranny, I love it. Tyranny. 
Absolutely. Uh, destruction. <laughs> I, I really, I'm just watched the Watford game um, yesterday. And I, obviously, they're not great that they conceded two goals, but he was just, he looked awesome. And I mean, if they stick good. to that back four idea, I think he could be a really interesting shout at the beginning of next season. Um, I also think Aubameyang, I mean, he's going to be expensive again, but uh, he could be another one that we just overlook, as we always seem to. So those, those are my shots. Hey, um, fellas, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to shoot. Um, I, I've got to go and drop the kids at school. They're already gonna be late. So um, yeah, I, I better get going. But nice I just to wanted to you again, Alex. Yeah, and you guys. It was really nice. So just you, you tell guys... just to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to say, I hey, um, James and Stefan, thank you so much. And Bully earlier in the season as well. Thank you so much for what you've done um, over the time. I've, I've Love listening. As I've said to you a few times, James, I think you've got a real natural talent for doing this. And, you know, you, you, doesn't matter who you've got on, even when you had, I loved it when you had like um, Mark and Prince the other day, you know, you really question, really, you know, you push people and you actually make people really think. And I think that's a real talent in something like FPL because quite often we just give the obvious answers and you really delve deep and and I think you've worked really well with Stefan and Bully over the times and it's you've always been the sort of go-to pod so I'm, I'm genuinely going to miss listening to you guys so thanks for everything you've done and I look forward to the the two newbies coming in next season they'll be awesome as well so yeah. take care everyone enjoy your off break and I will Cheers, uh, Alex. Catch you later, mate. Thank yeah. you, cool. take care Cheers, brother. thank you very much Bye, right mate. thank you for that Alex um gonna come to you now then Craig What's your thoughts on... Are you just going to pick a load of Southampton players? Is that what you're going to do? No, I wasn't actually. I actually had... I had none of them. Well, I had one on my list. Oh, yeah. was on my list um, of a few players that perhaps would go straight into my team depending on price. Uh, 22 goals is no mean feat. And Southampton's... Uh, of course, I'm biased. I support Southampton. However, <laughs> uh, one for everyone on the podcast today. I just literally looked at the table from the start of January 2020 to now. So obviously any games played in this year, 18 games um, played. And Southampton ranks sixth, um, beating the likes of Leicester, Wolves, Sheffield United, Spurs. Obviously, we know that they've not been doing too great. But yeah, to be right up there uh, is, is astonishing. I think you know, Ralph's really turned it around. And I won't wax lyrical about it or bore you guys to death. But that is where you should probably be looking next year. Because I don't think... Bearing in mind where we finished uh, in 11th, we probably won't see too many steep price increases apart from Ings. Um, Stuart Armstrong was a great shout. I really like Kyle Walker-Peters. I really like him. If if that um, can materialise, I think that's a great shout as well because he really is attacking. Um, He's been putting some balls in and he could have a good season next year. But I like the Che Adams shout as well. So, um, yeah, that would be my focus there in terms of trying to find a few cheapies to start with, guys. Probably a bit of value um, with the form that we're, we're in at the minute. And then outside of that, I mean, TAA is 100% in my team, probably going to be between 8 and 9 <laughs> and million, mine, isn't he? If, if I think everyone's, to be honest, on this <laughs> podcast. I think it would be, be crazy not to start with him at the yeah, very crazy. least. Yeah, um, and Pulisic as well. I, I think he's brilliant. Everyone's probably watched him play in in recent you know weeks, and he's really turned it on since the restart. So uh, yeah, I think he's going to be brilliant next year in that team. Now that they've obviously made some uh, acquisitions up top with um, Timo Werner and um, yeah, Ziyech as well. So I like them. I don't think they're going to be. Con- I don't think they'll be keeping too many clean sheets. But to be honest, um, I'll only really be investing in Chelsea, you know, with regards to the attack anyway. Yeah, good chance. Right, going to come to you, mm-hmm. Justin. Who are your players for next year? So I'm going to do one for each position. I'm going to do England's number one, Nick Pope, is who I'm going to bring in. He should be. I mean, Pickford is 
all grease on his on his gloves. He's a little T Rex, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He likes to party too much. He's having too many ragers. And then in defense, you ought to be pleased with this. Kieran Tierney is definitely going to be the first, if not second name, in my defense. And I say first because I feel like, like we said, TAA is almost a guarantee. But Kieran Tierney has really impressed me. And yesterday was another perfect example of why I think he's got fantastic pot- attacking potential as well as defensive returns, depending on who you guys have in your spine in the team next year. And then... It'll be no surprise to anybody who knows me, but Bruno Fernandez will be the first name on my team sheet next year, without a doubt. As a United supporter, I cannot leave him out. He has been absolutely brilliant this year as an FPL asset, regardless of a lot of points coming off the penalties. And then back over to London again, and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang will also be the one of the first names on the team sheet for me next season. He... I was a big doubter, and you and I discussed the other day privately that between him and Kane on the last day, I thought Kane was going to be the man to go to, and yet again was proven wrong by that man. He Hmm. is an absolute knack for goal. He is a scoring genius, and he just seems to bang no matter what. He's a beast, yeah. Totally agree with that. Some great shouts. Great shouts there. Right, Jamie, going to come to you now. Yeah. I've got a few. I'll actually um, go through in positions as well. So, keeper, I've been really impressed with him lately, and I think Jose is going to have that back four sorted. I think Lloris could be a good shout for the start of the season next year. I think um, if they get a couple of defenders in, I think he's really looked back to his best the last few weeks. Um, I'm go- I don't often go for kind of newly promoted players, but I'm really impressed with Luke Ayling at Leeds. Uh, he's, a, he's a fullback. And he reminds me, although Bielsa plays a different style, he's got a bit of Matt Doherty about him. And I can see him really um, flying flying early on. Um, Trent is the obvious one. I agree on Pulisic. I think in that team next year, he's going to be absolutely gold. I mean, he's been, I think he's been the best player in the Prem since restart. So Pulisic. Aubameyang, I'm a big Arsenal fan. (laughs) And and I leave him out of sight, you know, for most of the season. (laughs) He's absolute gold dust, really. Uh, and then just a couple of kind of, you know, less obvious ones. I think Suchek could be really good in that West Ham side. You know, he's got a bit of Marion Fellaini about him. He's, he's so good in the air. And Moyes' teams kind of play that that style of football, if he's not too expensive. And then one more promoted one, just uh, Pereira at West Brom. He's uh, probably the standout player in what isn't a great side. But if he's priced, mm. he could be a midfielder worth looking at. He looks really good, doesn't he, Jamie? I've, I've looked up on him recently yeah. and he, uh, he looks astonishing. He looks a good player. Just whether or not he can obviously make the step up. But a price of 6, 6.5 would probably be um, turning a few heads. Yeah, he's really... I mean, Ben Rama would be the other one if Brentford went up. Yeah, of course. In doubt at the moment. <laughs> So who who are they? So you, you mentioned Ailing, did you say? Uh, yeah, Luke Ailing, uh, right back for yeah. Leeds. Um, very very attacking. Uh, as I said, he's he's got a bit of Matt Doherty about him, and uh, he's he, he gets forward a lot. And I think they will play. Well, Bielsa will play. You know, some really nice football. And I think um, they're pretty well organised at the back. Leeds. I think they've got one of the best defences in the in the country stats wise. So I think he could be good both both uh, both ends of the pitch. Right, Ian, can I come to you now, yeah. mate? What's your cool. thoughts on your players for next season? Well, 
two two I'm agreeing with that have come up now numerous times. Uh, Kieran Tierney is the one because I think if we're spending big money on TAA, which we're probably all going to do, um, we're all going to need to save a little bit. Um, and Tierney's in that sort of mid fives bracket, and yeah. hopefully he won't go up too much. And he's got great potential to be that next great sort of wing back defender. So he's I think the he's best left back he's, in, the, in the league, isn't he? Potentially, <laughs> potentially. Um, Pulisic as well. The nice thing about Pulisic is the fact he was coming in at a price range of round about the sevens. You'd think he's not going to make the big jump up into the double figures like your KDBs, your Sterlings, your, your, your you know, potentially Fernandes maybe in double figures next year. Pulisic is going to be that sort of guy who's probably going to be coming in in the eight or nines. So he could be an absolute bargain at that sort of price. Um, another couple of guys, I think it's Foden's time to move up to the... Obviously, we're dealing with pep rotation, but it's obviously for Phil Foden's time now to step up into the first team more often than he has. The latter part of the season, since we've come back from lockdown, he's got a lot more playing time. Um, some game weeks, or some weeks when I've watched the matches, he's flattered to deceive, but he does have a nose for goal. So, you know, he's a guy, and again, he was, what, five mil, something like that this season. So you'd like to think he's not going to go flying up so he could be that bargain midfielder um, in that Man City lineup that you could just stick in your lineup and, and play every so often. And and being a West Ham fan, um, Jared Bowen, I think, <laughs> is a great is a great great prospect. Uh, obviously, he was racking up the goals for Hull. Um, you've only got to see what happened to Hull after we 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 nicked him away in January. I think I'm right in saying he only scored one goal for us but the work he was doing um since coming back from the lockdown down that wing he has got the potential if we can either get some um something out of Hilaire in the middle or bring a more natural center forward Antonio's done a fantastic job but he's not actually a natural center forward if we can get a natural center forward in uh, Bowen's crosses have just been exemplary and I think he's a guy on the cusp of something a little bit special. Now he's bedded in to the Premier League. Obviously, he was new to the Premier League in, in January, and I think he's done an incredible job. So he's one to definitely look out for. Some great shouts, as I expected from you, Hortz. Um, <laughs> we do have a treat now. He's managed to put down his son and get him to rest. And after being a while off the pod, we welcome back to the podcast my ex-co-host, Bully. Welcome Bully! back. Bully! Hi! Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, hey, 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 gentlemen. He just came back. He's back. <laughs> Here he is. Yeah, amazing. Well, welcome back, That's mate. Like, I'm uh, in the presence of greatness. What a time to come back. <laughs> you, you, we can hear you're clearly working from a phone, mate, because this is terrible <laughs> audio, which we, we've experienced <laughs> over years. But, like <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> great, great to have you back, mate. Let, let's, let's come to you first, then, mate. How, how are you getting on this season, and like, what players are you looking at for next season? Uh, we have established the season's finished, haven't we? Just before I begin, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't do. I, I finished um, in the top four hundred k. I was, uh, I was on the way up heading into the last six game weeks, and I had some chips, um, which I, I used terribly. So I, I actually fell when I thought that was going to be my uh, propulsion up the, the league. But no, it's, it's been an interesting season. Um, I was doing all right with my captain choices towards uh, sort of the mid the mid part, which propelled me up a little bit, but then I just couldn't get it right towards the end. So next season, I just caught the end there about a few names being thrown out. I agree with, uh, with Pulisic. I'll be looking for him next season. Um, 
I do like the idea of Bowen at West Ham as well. I know Hort's uh, uh, shouting him there. But yeah, a few players sort of coming into the league as well. I'll be very interested to see if uh, United get their hands on Sancho. I think he could be uh, FPL dynamite if they if they got one off. Greenwood's obviously going to be one in a lot of people's teams. Be interested to see what his price point's going to be next season. It sure yeah, as ain't going to be a million anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and Saka at Arsenal, I say that with a bit of bias as an Arsenal fan, but he's been given the number seven shirt and um, I'm interested in seeing him flourish. So... Yes, a few to look out for. Yeah, so Bully's just outdone you all there, guys. I think all of Bully's shouts were better, especially as he brings up Sacco. There's no question about that. So, well done, Bully. Great shouts. Nice to have you back. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I'm, right, I'm going to come to uh, Stefan now. So I'm going to leave you on to one side, Bully, even though I can speak to you all day. Um, Stefan, who are your shouts for next season now then? Uh, well, I think we need to save some cash somewhere. So... Uh... Since then, we probably, at least I will have both Salah, Sterling, TAA probably. So I need to find some bargains. And I, I hope that Leno will stay at 5.0. I'm not sure, but I, I hope maybe he does it. If not, maybe Patricio at Wolves stay at 5.0. I would like uh, like to hope some Wolves defenders uh, are maybe affordable. Uh, they actually, despite losing 2-0 to Chelsea the last game, they finished the season being the best at expected goals against, at least according to Statsbomb. So that's something to... They're better than City, better than United, better than Chelsea and Liverpool. So I think my, maybe there will be some bargains there. In midfield, I hope someone buys Ishmael Azar, really. If uh, some team can buy him and actually deliver from his crosses, that would be that would be great. Uh, I like him as a player and I think yeah. he will be reasonably priced. And I can, uh, there's been lots, lots of names here. I'm, I'm not so sure about Chelsea on, until I see them play for a while with so many new players in, maybe even three new players who should all push for a start. There's been a lot of rotation this season. But I'm going to, my forward, I can shout someone that, again, I hope will be reasonably priced. He blanked the last 11 games, but he has a better non-penalty XG per 90 than both Jamie Vardy, Danny Ings, Chris Wood, Aubameyang, Firmino, Rashford. Oof. And his name is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Who oh. <laughs> <laughs> really well, disappointed he... towards the end there, though, didn't he? <laughs> oh, did he? Gee whiz. Yeah. If, he's, uh, if he's like 6.5, uh, I might, uh, he might be this season's Jota for me. I started with Jota last season, and uh, I can... I can mess up this season with starting with Calvert Lewin, I guess. <laughs> yeah, nice. Right, Jana, I think we've got to finish on you, have I? Oh, great. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, I mean, some of the shouts I was going to go for that have all been said are Kieran Tierney, Luke Ayling, uh, I had Saka as well, uh, Antonio, um, Don, Dominic Calvert Lewin, which I was really disappointed was taken from me right at the end there. Sure it was, yeah, <laughs> stolen. But. Uh, Martial wasn't mentioned, and I think depending on what happens at Man United, uh, depending, of course, what price is put out, what position he might be potentially moved to, uh, Martial might be someone I'm looking at. I just think if Antonio does keep that spot up front at West Ham, he'd also be someone that I'd be considering keeping in my side after I did bring him in near the end of this season. And I'm really interested to see what Timo Werner can do at Chelsea, because when you bring in someone like Timo Werner, I think you're planning on playing him the majority of the time and his goal scoring record in the Bundesliga has been pretty exemplary so I would be very interested to see Timo Werner leading a line 
with the likes of Pulisic and Ziyech behind him. So he might be like that one punt I have that's a transfer in that I think could hit the ground running potentially at the beginning of the season. Oof, yeah, gambler there on the to bring him in straight away then. Maybe Chelsea do ruin strikers, remember that. True, yeah, but quite a bit. on strikers at the beginning of this season, like Pookie, and it worked really well for them. And then they got off when idiots like me brought them in. So I might take gambles with strikers right at the beginning, just because the Premier League, the defenders won't necessarily be used to defending against someone like Timo Werner. So he could hit the ground running and then have a patch where people start to figure him out. Yeah, cool. Great shouts there, guys. Thank you for that. I think I'm literally, I've had to tighten a knot because I'm busting. You guys have been talking for ages. So I'm going to nip off for the Iceman's piss sake. So we will be right <laughs> back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please take a moment to pause and appreciate this most poignant moment in podcasting history. Returning from his final surgery piss, please put your hands together and welcome back the one, the only, (laughs) James the Iceman Drury! Oh wow! Ice, ice, baby. That's huge. Ding, wow. ding, 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 ding. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Hortz. This is, I mean, like, if I could just have you on every week just to do that. That's <laughs> I thought I'd save the best for last yeah, week. Yeah, that's genius. Thank you very much. Right, let's move it on. So I would usually talk about our partners and what they've got to provide for us and yourselves, listeners, but I'm going to use this section to thank our partners and still looking forward to working with you next season. Mikhail's algorithm that made Mikhail so successful, which you can locate at patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithms for just $1.50 a month. Thank you, Mikhail, for providing us with all these insights uh, throughout the year. Really do appreciate it. Looking forward to, to working with you next season, Mikhail. Yeah, sure. Looking forward to it. Hopefully I will uh, listen to you next season. We will see. Also want to thank Fancy Football Hub. And if you want to visit them, it's fancyfootballhub.co.uk. They have got some awesome content there to offer. So thank you to them for their support throughout the year. And finally, to the artist genius that is FPL Doodles, who is at FPL Doodles on Twitter. Go check him out. It is great stuff that he produces. Okay, let's do the leagues now. So... The FPL Surgery Patreon League, normally we just read out the the top three, so I'm going to read out the top ten. So in tenth place was Jonathan Erez, in ninth place was John Eric Thorsenstein, eighth was Jack O'Brien, in seventh was Andres Toft, in sixth was Todd Rolap, in fifth was Jeff Holt, fourth was Ben Smith, Third was Tim Regan Morris. Second was Matt Seward. And top of our Patreon League, and I will be sending prizes to you, is Emma FPL. So well done, Emma. Congratulations. I will be sending prizes your way if you just send me your address. Stefan, do you want to read out the uh, public league? Because I can't say any of those names. <laughs> In 10th place, Luco Truman. 9th place, Future Shoe. 
Eighth place, Yars Lars Jürgen Benson. Seventh place, Charlie Weber. Sixth place, Adi Mansour. Fifth place, Martin Jonsson. Fourth place, Jake Gallagher. Third, Alex Nielsen. Second, oh, that's a new that's one. A new one. Yeah. Malte Vanderskog. Maybe it's Swedish again. Okay. <laughs> and the first place, anyways, is Theodor Ekbakke with his Fratten Park hot dogs, who got a 15-point win at the end. So, oh, well done. Right. Well done, Theodor. Also, if you could either email me your address and I will send you prizes your way. Congratulations. Okay, so that's enough about our leagues then. So, just a quick mention, as we've got him on, Jamie is going to list who's got for, for his leagues. He does the Moolah League. Jamie, you want to take it from here? Yeah, thanks, uh, James. Uh, thanks for having me on, as I said earlier. Some of you might be aware of, uh, and some of you on this pod are in it, of the Moolah FPL League, which I think I'm not being too arrogant in saying it is one of the best run leagues around. Uh, I just wanted to give a Definitely. shout out to a couple of people. Uh, Alex Dalziel is our winner for this year, and he took coma fairly uh, substantial amount of money and of course the all-important Moolah Trophy. Uh, we don't advertise um, publicly anymore. Um, we like to do it on a friend-of-a-friend basis. But uh, if you're interested in joining, um, you'll have my Twitter handle on your link. It's Elysian Theory. Uh, we've got over 300 teams in, 40 nationalities. And I think you're back. JD, it's, it's, a, it's a good league, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, great league. It's really competitive and quite difficult. But if you manage to get right at the top, you've got some serious money to win there. So, yeah. And a good community, very interactive. Oh, definitely, yeah. All on Facebook, yeah. It's great stuff. Let's move on to the Iceman's quiz then. That's what you've all been looking forward to, the Iceman's quiz. Everyone ready? JNO, the reigning holder of the Iceman's quiz. No, 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 no. Reigning, oh. defending, quizzing heavyweight champion of the world I didn't say you were heavyweight I didn't say <laughs> no I'm saying I'm a heavyweight uh, don't worry about I'd that I'd just like to get one right this time yeah. man. <laughs> right I still have zero still uh, yeah, anyone yeah. ever won the quiz but, like, Bully's twice. won it Bully's won it I think two, no but two two time winner is there a two time winner uh, not, uh, yet, uh, not until you do it. Exactly, exactly. Let's go. Right, all mics at the ready because I will give no options for these questions. Okay. It would just be asking the question. So you just have to shout out your name. And if you don't know your name, then you lose. So you only get oh. one. You only get one guess after. So I will come to you if you shout out your name. I will then come to you straight away. And then you get your guest, and then as, as soon as I say whether it's incorrect or correct, then it will be opened up straight away for other people. And then you. But just if you to... give an incorrect answer, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. So you're out for that okay. particular round. Yeah. Okay. okay. We all ready. Okay. Which player has the most interceptions and tackles one combined? Jno. Jno. Indeedy. It is indeedy. You absolutely nailed that. Well done. You've been spotting, haven't you, Jano? Bearing in mind, <laughs> last year, indeedy was also the answer for this. And the I year before, say. he was second <laughs> for this answer. He's so got a good track record. Indeedy <laughs> absolutely smashes it every year. Top for tackles, actually, Wan-Bissaka, which was interesting. With indeedy just one behind. So. Yeah, so, right. On your toes, everyone. Actually, let me, before I move on, I always never keep a score at this. So, Jano. One. Okay, right. Second question. Which player got the most bad touches this season? Uh, Stefan. Stefan. Joe Linton. Yes, it is Joe Linton. Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, 
Still wow. gets a point. Wow, Challenge that. Yes. That's left field. That's nice. That's really good. Last year it was Zaha. Uh, and he was second this year, so, so he obviously makes a lot of bad touches. The year before that was Rondon. Okay, question number three. Which player got the most long passes this season? Oh, I think it was Hortz, I'm afraid. CAA. Incorrect. JNO. JNO? Ben Foster. It is Ben Foster. <laughs> <laughs> It's wow. goalkeepers. It was goalkeepers that lost. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Jano was uh, Jano. Uh, ben Foster was second last year, whereas Efridge won it last year, uh, and then Lossell the year before. All right, everyone with me, Billy? You still here? You haven't guessed at all. What about you, Mikhail? Craig? Hey, come on. Where's your? Where's the noise? <laughs> to be fair, we've been pretty quick. Pretty fast. We're up against the quiz expert here. Yeah, right? and, and if the answers are Joe Linton and Ben Foster, then you've got to give us some slap pain. <laughs> yeah, very true. Good shouts, right? I can fill in that uh, that Joe Linton is like uh, he ranks like the very last. He's the worst player. He's the worst in, player. In yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. He just needs to watch one of his games. Yeah, he is awful. Yeah, I agree with that. Right, number four then. Which team hit the woodwork the most this season? Hortz. Go on, Hortz. West Ham. Incorrect. Jamie. 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 Man City. It is Man City. Point to Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Good work, mate. Jano coming it was on West two. West Ham last year, wasn't it? Uh, it was Chelsea, Chelsea last year. Oh, Chelsea last year, right? Yeah. Have you got like last year's answers in front of you, Jano? <laughs> I was there for last year. <laughs> the year before that, it was Man City and Arsenal, Tottenham and West Ham all on 11 the year before that. Last so, year's yeah. quiz is just a blur for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, number five. Which player got the most shots off target this season? Hortz. Craig. Oh, it was Hortz. Salah. Hey. Incorrect. Jano. Jano. Raul Jimenez. It was Raul Jimenez, Jano. Jeez. Did you send him the questions before the party? <laughs> Jano is definitely looking at the stats. <laughs> Someone's got the quiz He's got the quiz questions from last year and he's done his research. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Stewart's inquiry. I can, say, yeah, I, can, I can feel the grin from here on Jano's face. It's, it's he's a quiz. Those two screens in front of him. Yeah, I it's guess like, it's a problem it's, just because it, he actually got like Joel Linton and indeed in his actual squad. Yeah, that's why he put it It's like getting the Liverpool lineup, isn't it? Five minutes before deadline. Oh, it's, nice, uh... nice. The year before it was Mitrovic with uh, him there's second, so Mitrovic is gone. Maybe, he's, and then before that it was Kane and Richarlson. One and two. Right. Question number six: Which player got the most throw-ins this season? Most throw-ins. <laughs> what, what actually took the most throw-ins? Got, got, had the most throw-ins. Uh, had the most throw-ins. No one's gonna, no one's gonna guess. It's like what was? Off? Do you mean like one of them off of like a tackle? Taken the most throw-ins. Taken the most throw-ins. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, Carl Walker. You have got to say your name first. Craig. Craig. <laughs> no. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> uh. Cheers. Uh, no one else wants to guess. Jamie. Go, go on, Jamie. Justin. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie uh, sir. Alexander-Arnold. It is Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. Oh, that was Good guess. Great guess, yeah. Asper Quitter in second with Luca Dean in third. Uh, last year it was Charlie Taylor. 
and Chilwell. The year before that was Norton, Zabaleta. Okay, um, still haven't heard you yet, Billy. You seem to be. Have you lost your voice or? What's... <laughs> I haven't got. I haven't got my pace anymore. Uh, you not. Pace. No, mate, you're good at these. What, what happened? That's to a... you? <laughs> right. Question number seven. Which player did the most tricks as judged by Opta this season? JNO. Go on, JNO. Zaha. Incorrect. Craig. Nicole, it was Craig. Yeah. St. Maximin. Incorrect. Oh, Mikhail. Incorrect. Justin. Go on, Justin. Rashford. Incorrect. Hortz. Hortz. Kevin De Bruyne. Incorrect. Craig. You can't go again, Craig. Oh. <laughs> You've got to wait until everyone's at a go, mate. <laughs> Come on. Have you done this before? Go on, Billy. I've won it before, Jane. Mahrez. Pipe down. Mahrez is, is incorrect. <laughs> Who we got left? Jay, yeah. Stefan, go on, Stefan. Firmino. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. No one's going to get it right. I think Jamie. Firmino's quite a good guess. Jamie, uh, Jamie. Nicholas Pepe. Go on, go on, Jamie. It's a uh, Grealish. No, it's incorrect. Right, so I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone was going to get that. So I can't, have another go. I, I can't enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll open it up again. Go on. Uh, Deli Ali. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mikel? Richarlison? Uh, Buendia? No, no. Craig? You, like, you're not going to get it. If you, if you, if is you it a guessed, defender? If you guessed all day, yeah, it's a defender. It's a defender. Wow. Go on, I'll, I'll open up for a defender. Go. Ooh. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. You didn't say your name. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Hort. Hort. No. Go on, Hort. 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 Doherty. No. Turn <laughs> out. Go on, Turn we're going to ourselves. No. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's, it is Sergio. Yeah, sorry. sorry yeah. J, J and O got it in the end, but I'm not going to give you the point <laughs> no, on that one. Stealing. I'm not so giving you the it. point. But Zaha was second on four, Aurier on five. Yeah. Rondon the year before on four, and Hazard the year before on seven. Right, that lasted too long. Which player, <laughs> question number eight, which player had the most hand balls this season? Oh, Craig. Go on, Craig. David Louise. Incorrect. Oh. Good shout. Good shout. <laughs> Hortz. Go on, Hortz. Ben Mee. No. Jamie. Go on, Jamie. Uh, Tarkowski. Incorrect. I feel like... Stefan. Go on, Stefan. Uh, Latimer. Incorrect. You say he's going to be a goalkeeper, was it? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's not a keeper. <laughs> Well, is there any keepers in this list? No, there's no keepers. No. Uh, anyone else? Otherwise, we'll move on. Funniest handball was definitely Paul Pogba. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> He's not on this list. Right, okay. I'm going to avoid this question then. Uh, this was a new one, which wasn't in last year. No wonder JNO didn't get it. So, Anto- <laughs> <laughs> Antonio on eight handballs with Raul Jimenez on wow. five and Arsenal Saka on five as well. Interesting. Right, we've only got. Two more questions left, and JNO is winning on three, Jamie on two, Stefan on one. Which team conceded the most fouls this season? Stefan. Go on, Stefan. Brighton. Incorrect. Craig. Ports. Go on, Craig. Norwich. Incorrect. Justin. Jamie. Oh, Chelsea's a good shout. Jamie. Bournemouth. Incorrect. Ports. Oh, I think that was just uh, JNO, sorry. Watford. 
It was Watford. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been done over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jenna, you got anything to tell us? <laughs> I've been to two of these quizzes before. <laughs> You've got all the answers, haven't you? Right. The, uh, questions. <laughs> the 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 tiebreaker was uh, how many fouls did um, they concede? But Jano's won by a landslide. So, landslide. <laughs> do you want to know the answer? Go. What's the answer? Four hundred and eighty-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's done his research. Fair play, mate. Fair play. Oh, that's brilliant. Fair play. That, that just means that next year I need to change all the, uh, but the questions. I was like, I'm, I'm going to put them there, and I'm going to see if he asks the same questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've always said this is a sham, and I've just proved it. Uh, well, at least you know the, the answers were all correct, though. Brilliant. The idea weren't lying. Absolutely brilliant. Right. You definitely did. Right, so, as because... Well done, mate. So... Yeah. Due to cheating, Jamie has won the quiz. Well done, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done. I don't think this is fine. Uh, I proved my point the first time. Uh, good fun. Good fun. Well done. Well done, I'd guys. Like to, I'd, like to, I'd like to say I'm consistent. I still haven't got one right. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> All these years that you've been on. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The answer's next year. It's all good. <laughs> i have to change it next year. Oh, God. What an effort. Right. Sorry to do it to you. It's your last time here. Ah, that's brilliant. Ah, well <laughs> I just well wanted to see if it would happen. Yeah, well played. Right, for, for cheating, Jano, I think that you deserve the punishment now. So I think it's your, your turn. I was cheating. Yeah, early research, knowing research. that the questions. Ah, I'm not having it. Right. right, you know the lyrics. You know the lyrics. I've given them to you. Read us those lyrics, baby. Just is, is this fair? I don't think this that's is fair. Too, no, you've got no choice. You no, know, because it's your last one. That's <laughs> the only reason this is going to fly. All right, you ready? Yeah, go for it. I want to l- 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 lick you from your head to <laughs> toes. And I want to move from the bed down, down, down to the floor. And I want to... You make it so good, I don't want to leave, but oh, I gotta n- 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 know what's your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I think you like that punishment. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Who, I don't know who's <laughs> yeah, the podcast was ready to do it. I was ready. <laughs> he said, "Here's some lyrics. You might need them." And I started practicing. <laughs> uh, nice, nice. And whose was better, yours or Alex's? I think you. I think you won that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There was <laughs> quite a cool charm about uh, Alex's. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Hello listeners, Iceman here, interrupting on the edit of the podcast. From this point forward, if you would rather not listen to past memories of the podcast, sentimental thank yous and goodbyes to and from Stefan, Bully and myself, then tune out now. Thank you for listening, appreciate all your support you have given us, and up the pod. Okay, we're going to move on to other questions now. So we had a few questions here, I'm not going to go through them all, so sorry if we don't get to your questions but one here which i wanted to ask is the top one is fpl chance that dan is asking i don't care if this sounds over sentimental what are your favorite memories of iceman and i'm going to put bully into this one and stefan mm. negative memories also welcomed gonna to come to Hortz first what, what do you reckon on that question mate what favorite memories are you well, not just me bully and stefan any any, <laughs> any memories just, that's come to do mind you know what do you know what it's like i i know i've I've been honoured to to have the opportunity to come on the pod, you know, maybe three or four times during a season. And when I get that little message that pings up on the WhatsApp from you going, yeah, fancy the pod in a couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah. It's 
I look forward to it so much. It's a brilliant evening. It's so much fun. It's just like meeting old mates again. And, you know, we're going to miss you guys. Obviously, we, you know, Bully, we've missed since, since fatherhood has, has come along. And, and obviously, Stefan has, has done an amazing job jumping into the breach there in, in, in Bully's place. And again, you know, Jim, what will the surgery be without you? We're, we're going to find out next year. But hopefully, all three of you aren't going to be strangers. Hopefully, you'll be appearing as guests in your own right on the surgery and we certainly won't have heard the last of you but yeah from a personal standpoint you know bringing you back from your piss mate it's been an honor that's all i can say yeah thank <laughs> you mate it's always been an honor having you on thank you very much <laughs> great stuff what about you then jano any memories well i mean i just created one now but I, just <laughs> <want to> say... <laughs> I got owned <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is you're one of the few people that i've like done podcasts or youtube with that i feel like i could do something like that too and it wouldn't be take you take it in good spirit so i have definitely enjoyed being a part of uh the fpl surgery podcast for the amount of years that i've done it but one memory that did come to mind was uh it was an episode called the iceman versus jno featuring lester and it was your oh, 50th yeah. episode so yeah. i feel like that was one of your uh one of your milestone episodes and you were telling me how uh, I was completely wrong about predicting that Leicester would beat Liverpool <laughs> so much so that I was kind of made to put money on it and I won money out of it because you disagreed saying Leicester looked so down, Liverpool had two weeks to prepare, Mane will tear them apart Leicester haven't scored all year no team has scored less goals this year than Leicester and then Leicester won for one or something along those lines <laughs> I made money and I got to have a bit more banter with you so uh, <laughs> that was probably my best memory but every time I come on it's a good memory oh, it's been a privilege having you on mate it's been great uh, having you uh, you've probably been one of the, you TC and Hawks the old regulars so yeah and you've owned me twice today so thank you for, for that so it's always a well I just privilege. thought ask about memory create another memory yeah, yeah, yeah. see you off in style yeah yeah, yeah. J- Jamie what about you then any, any, any memories which you've got yeah I mean I've, as um, I'm always really happy to start on for but I'm, I'm not a massive kind of heel pop guy but, and you're um, guy but yours is the one that I kind of always listen um, also got memories of a good night out in London with uh, you JD when we yeah. for the uh, Moolah uh, bash good times eh? no it's just what what I love about your pod it's consistently good it's serious but it doesn't take itself too seriously you know exactly um, yeah and as uh, you, you'll be missed it's been it's been brilliant mate yeah, appreciate that, mate. Always great to have you on. I always look forward to your insights as well. I think Craig has hopped off now, so thank you for joining us for today's podcast, Craig. Really do appreciate it. And he's been great having on over the years as well. And Mikhail, we've had you on, I think it's been your third time now. What's been your greatest memory of Billy, me and Stefan? Yeah, you've been uh, really uh, interesting to listen to. Uh, I'm sorry I'm saying so, but I, I tend to put it on when I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what is this own Iceman Day or something? <laughs> oh, no. oh, he did a lot less work to do that than I did as well. Yeah, geez. Thank you very much, Becca. Always, uh, always great to have you on. So, you, are you saying Jim's voice is soothing or soporific? What is the? Uh, yeah. When I li- don't listen to him, I try to listen to chess. So it's. A, it's the same. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Mikael. <laughs> uh, we, we also had a question from our number one questioner, Mark, at mbison 22 How did the Iceman meet Bully? Bully, how did we meet? 
we were across a bar and we caught each other's eye and uh, the rest is history. No, um, I, I, uh, it was, it was playing football. I think actually, I was just, I was thinking about this today. Um, it was a PE lesson. We were playing football together. That was it. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You were wearing the old David Seaman Arsenal purple and black goalkeeping top, playing outfield. And, yeah. Playing upfield, trying all your fancy tricks. I thought, bloody hell, this guy fancies himself a bit. But <laughs> as a midfielder, I then found out you're a defender and just why. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was via football, and uh, then we got to know each other because your uncle, God rest his soul, got me to join your your team, yeah. and uh, and that was it. The start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and we never looked back, do we? Hey, yeah. we never looked back. No. Yeah. Uh, just just going to say as well, that was a nice point. Yeah, from Stefan there about your voice putting people to sleep. I hadn't thought about that to get the baby off. <laughs> oh, if, you've if I had, never I might used have been it. on time tonight. We've got, so. to go, we've got we've got that extra <laughs> listen every week. From... Yeah, never ever listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Oh, I feel I feel like I'm on like a burn stage or something. Some extra sleep. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I think that is it for for questions for now. Stefan, anything more that you wanted to add to that? What are your good memories, actually, Stefan, from uh, from me and Bully? Yeah, I think the best memories for me are uh, your earlier episodes where I could step on the train for a train ride home after work and listen to your quizzes every week. Oh, which you yeah, had. Hard yeah, I think you had them every week before, right? So yeah. it was good memories of that. Yeah, they were, didn't they get were any hard. answers right that time either. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've never been good at these quizzes. One day, mate, one day. Right, so what about you then, Justin? What are your favourite memories of me, Bully, and uh, Stefan? So I don't necessarily have a favourite memory as much as I have a thank you. When I first started getting into FPL series, this was the first pod I ever listened to. I really liked it, and through this pod, I've been able to be on it a time or two, and I've met some amazing people across this globe that I now call friends, everywhere from Australia and New Zealand to London to different places in the US, and that's probably the best memory is now I have friendships that I can carry on outside of this podcast that you guys have helped create and have basically, you know, brought different people and different fun and interesting ideas into my life. So for that, I have a thank you more than a favorite memory. Yeah, that's, that's really great to hear, Justin. I mean, like you've been one of the biggest supporters of us since the start of us starting this. So we really do appreciate your help. And it's always great having you on who's got some great insights as well so appreciate that as well mate okay yeah thank you for all of that guys really do appreciate that tune out now if you're not interested in listening to a load of thank yous as i would like to take this moment to thank all of our guests that we've had on not not only tonight but all the guests that have helped me over the years form this podcast into the podcast that it is today the regulars that we have had on tonight tc is normally on unfortunately couldn't make it in the end and jno etc so these regulars are, are the guests which we we've always relied on who if another guest has dropped out didn't hesitate to ask one of these guys as i know they were just yeah they're good people so that they would just come on straight away i will list all the guests that we've had over the years in the description so thank you to all of you i'd also like to thank all of our patrons they are probably the main reason that i've kept going with the podcast I'm ashamed to say so, but I was very close to quitting the podcast a number of times. But thank you to all of the support that kept me going. They really are great people, and I do appreciate it. It is not only the patrons, though. It's all the listeners out there, especially the ones that give the sort of feedback that 
you know we list each week many give regular feedback which we just i really look forward to it's such a, a joy to read how many people enjoy it and listen to the podcast and i'm really humbled by it all to go along with the the listeners i would like to thank all the interactions that i've had in various online groups you know whatsapp groups slack groups twitter groups especially one with ff hub etc thanks to all of your support and interactions within those we'd also like to thank my best friend billy who has suffered years of me <laughs> hassling him to podcast with me and although you, uh, he's turned up late most weeks he's always turned up billy and it's been a pleasure to talk to you each week so thank you billy i love you Along with Billy, I would like to thank my other best mates help from the podcast who we started with, John the Beardbrook, Stu Woodsy Woods and Lloyd Charlie Parker. So thank you to them. Lastly, thank you to Stefan. You filled in for Billy and been brilliant each and every week. And as mentioned before on the Game Week 36 podcast, which we did with Josh Paxman, you've become my friend and for everything you've done to help me with the FPL surgery, your team planner, planner to turning up every episode. So thank you. Yeah, I just want to reciprocate. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure doing this over the, I don't know how many years we've been doing it, but it's been uh, it's been one of the highlights of my week. I didn't give an actual highlight of my time on the uh, the podcast, but it'll probably be the one time that I turned up on time and you weren't angry with me. So <laughs> that, that's a, a definite real highlight. But yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been a fantastic few years. I can't believe the support from you gents and everybody else who's, you know, followed us on on Twitter and, in, um, you know, on the various outlets that we've we've communicated. I'm really, really grateful for that. And it's just been a pleasure to, to chat football with my uh, with mate Jim on a weekly basis and uh, get to know some wonderful people from around the world. So I, I can't say enough how truly grateful I've been for the opportunity as well. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. I do appreciate that. So I've got my um, girlfriend shouting at me. I'm going to have to pop and see what, what she's. Does up she there. not know this? Well, is the last. Well, well, what? Well, what? Two, two seconds. What? <laughs> okay, I need to say my goodbyes as well, James. And uh, to both you and Bully, you've been a part of my life for years now. And ever since your first podcast, and also now by getting to know you and pod with you, it's been great. But it will, and it will feel different not having you in my ear or having your input to, uh, week to week during the season. And I, I don't think uh, it will be a different in a good way. But anyways, thank you for all the memories and also for the opportunity you gave me by first having me on as a guest and then having me on as a co-host. I'm truly honored by that and his, it has given me proud memories to look back on for sure. Uh, even though I'm not sure we were really good for each other, given our ranks this season were pretty much <laughs> terrible. We ruined uh, each other, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but from the bottom of my heart, thank you both to James and Bully for giving us the very best FPL podcast for years. Thank you very and much. And yeah, I've, yes. I've made new friends, and I, I'm going to miss you all. Yeah. And also, uh, I think you didn't mention Alexa this week, but uh, I, I know you screen Alexa every week, so this time... Uh, Mad Hatter sent me his Alexa to me, so you oh, didn't okay. have the opportunity oh. to to screen it. So ah, I, I I'm, I'm going to play it now, and <laughs> I'm going to play it now, and hopefully the sound will be okay. Alexa, are you ready for your curtain call? I'm ready, Mad Hatter. So this is Iceman's final pod because apparently he has a so-called life outside of FPL. <laughs> If you call cross-dressing at weekends and putting constipation faces at the gym, a life. This will also be my last time on the pod. Not my fault. It's down to my incompetent handler. 
probably due to the tired jokes and piss poor banter he penetrates my circuits with. Hmm? At least you can penetrate something, eh, Matata? Oi. In all seriousness, though, a big thank you to Iceman and the elusive bully for setting up this brilliant podcast and maintaining it over the years. You will be sorely missed. I understand Iceman will still be active in the Slack channel. I implore everyone to join. So, for the final time, up the pod. Yeah, I know I'm dragging this out, but it's my last pod. So screw you! I'm going to milk this. Firstly, I'd like to personally thank Iceman for letting me be part of this pod and allowing Alexa to spit her venom, mainly in my direction. Also, a big thanks to Bully, Stefan, and to all the great guests you've had over the years. As Alexa alluded to, the Slack channel is a great place to join, full of helpful and knowledgeable people. Oh, and Paddy. <laughs> so, Iceman, a huge thank you on behalf of everyone in the Slack channel. And we have a little something on its way to you to show our appreciation. Don't worry. It's not butt plugs again. <laughs> you didn't get butt plugs again, did you? <laughs> I didn't get anything. I thought you were getting anal beats. Look, just send them some of your spares and take it. Ow! Sorry, mate. It might be butt plugs again. <laughs> anyway, that's more than enough shite from me. Good luck to Flappy and Paxo. Long live the pod. It's been emotional. Mad Hatter out. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Uh, thank you very much, Darren. And thank you for all of your contributions over this year. And also, if listeners didn't realise, throughout many of the podcasts, I've used two words which Darren has given me, injected into the podcast. So I'm going to actually release a separate podcast just with those outtakes of when I actually said those, because they're quite interesting to hear. But yeah, appreciate it, Darren. Uh, it's been great having you. And um, we've just had Brett FPL Sexy come into the call. So welcome, Brett. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, mate. Thank you. Hi, Sexy. We've just hey, been doing people. our we've been doing our, our thank yous and uh, goodbyes to Stephanie and Billy and uh, yeah just now you've arrived. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm glad I got a chance to um, say goodbye and say thank you to you, Bully and Stefan. I really appreciate everything you guys have done. The time that you've given us, I think time's the most valuable thing we've got on earth. You guys have been so so great with your time. Um, a lot of times, five minutes before deadline, I've messaged someone saying, hey, I need help because I'm an idiot and I don't know what I've done. And I should have done it ages ago, but it's always the last five minutes and you've been so generous with your time. But it's also the way you interact with people, especially in the Slack channel. It's nothing but love in there. It's 100% positivity. I don't think I've seen anything negative the whole time I've been in the Slack channel. And more than that, I feel like I've made some new great friends and they're the things that I really care about in life. So I just wanted to say thanks for your time. And I'm really sad that it's ending, but I'm really, really happy for you guys that you've uh, got to have more free time to do what you want and hopefully go a bit better in FPL <laughs> now that you're not dedicating all your time to us idiots. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, cool. Thank you very no, much so for that, mate. No, it's been great, and I um, it's been one of the good things in my life. So thanks heaps. 
people. Yeah, I appreciate it. you've been very good supporter over the years. Yeah. So always uh, appreciated you, me and Billy and and Stefan. So yeah, appreciate that. No worries, it's easy. It's been an absolute pleasure being on the podcast all these years. Obviously, it's the end of an era with Iceman bowing out and Stefan and Bully as well. But I just wanted to say I am really, really looking forward to seeing what Flappy and Josh do with the podcast moving forward. I'm sure they're going to pick up the baton and run with it and do the surgery proud. And... If they'll have me, I look forward to being on the pod at some point in the future. Just wishing you absolutely all the very best, guys. Hey, Jim, it's Tom here uh, at UsleyTC on Twitter. For anyone who doesn't know, come and uh, give me a follow. Let's get that plug in. Uh, I just wanted to say, mate, thanks so much for all the hard work you put into the podcast over the last several years. It's um, really not gone unnoticed just how hard you work, not just in terms of the the contributions on the pod itself but with the editing as well and the gathering of all of your statistics it's uh, it's been a fantastic effort over a number of years and i'm sure all of the listeners just wanted to you know come together and say thank you for for doing that for us it's um it's been really appreciated and is one of the one of the great podcasts in the fpl podcasting community and uh, you know you'll be sorely missed um as will your thimble sized bladder i'm sure but i'm sure the guys uh, who take over will do a, a fantastic job in continuing the fpl surgery uh, brand in a way that you'd um, you'd want them to and i just want to say on behalf of all of the listeners and of course from myself one final time up the pod and for everyone don't worry listeners the surgery is not finishing altogether all the doom and gloom that's been going on almost shedding a tear at times but we do have the young blood coming in to replace stefan and i and bully uh, even though they're both older than me in flapjack fpl rich davis and josh paxman they've done a few mock podcasts now and they're more than capable replacements so please give them all the support that you have done for me and if you like what you heard today and want to support the podcast, please do so. Patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery and check us out our website, FPLSurgery.com. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Reddit, Twitter at FPL Surgery. And if you want to email me, I'm still available. Info at FPLSurgery.com. And Stefan? Up the pod. Up the Up pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Alexa, give me the sneaky pod words. Okay, here goes. In game week order, 150, fingering. As we established, and as you mentioned before the season started, he is attacking player. He's not a central fingering defensive player. He plays right wing, and he's still cheaply priced. 152, discombobulated. I mean, over the past four game weeks, my team has just been very discombobulated and I've just had four reds in a row. And 153, Emil Beads. Sterling, though, one goal and you know, no assists in the last six game weeks. A lot of people are keeping him and I'm thinking of keeping him too. Maybe I'm being a bit anal. Beads me to think that I'm a stubborn manager at times as I believe he can still score points. But 154. Gentleman sausage. Um, we've got Mad Hatter asking here how to fire the Liverpool blanks. So Mane to Son, he's looking at seems a favourable and possibly a captain choice to boot. I'm also looking at Sterling. Thoughts, please, gentlemen. Sausage. So, one hundred and fifty-five slippery nipples.
Yeah, he's a decent asset who I've again not got, and I have just removed Ings' bit slippery nipples there. But I just I have no idea why I didn't keep him for this week at least, and then remove him. I just one hundred and fifty-seven whimsical flatulence. I know many of you out there are wishing and hoping that the Iceman manages to stop his whimsical flatulence and pull back his FPL season, which is going awfully at the moment. One hundred and sixty. Seductively teabagging. Up the pod. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. I uh, I know that you were seductively teabagging Alexa at the weekend, so well done for that. 161. Crusty Gussets. Just going to mention our Patreons. Firstly, thank you to all of our Patreons. You are brilliant people. Just to mention Andy Portlock, Vince Paul, Ron Frost, who are all pledging at the highest tier. They get an extra special mention each week because they all have crusty gussets. Thank you to them and... 162. Finger Blasting. Tricky fixtures, you know, they've got Real Madrid coming up in the Champions League. Man City are going to be finger blasting with their appeal. 165. Paddy's Wank Bank. Up the pod. <laughs> I go straight into Paddy's Wank Bank. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mad Hatter. 166. Flapjacks Fellatio. Question seven. Which player had the most bad touches other than <laughs> Flapjacks Fellatio from game weeks 1 to 15? 167. Emma's Enema. Game weeks 15 to 29, we're mainly going to concentrate on them for this podcast rather than Emma's enema. Uh, so the league back through that period. 171, throbbing testicles. Who knows? I, I don't know if I'm going in. Um, he, he's been an option for me. Right, let's move on to the topic. So players that were injured with throbbing testicles. So Rashford, Kane, Pogba, Son. 173, rectal reach around. Anyway, we've got another question here from Woodsy at Woodsy87UK, who used to be a co-host on this very podcast, and he loves a rectal reach around. He says, hello, gents. 174, deep throating. Burnley keeping clean sheets after getting thrashed by City deep throating. Who would have thought that Arsenal goalkeeper would have kept a clean sheet? 181. Camel toe tickler. Particular stats. And it's just, it's the Maguire thing. I know he is as slow as a camel, particularly when he's running backwards. So it is laughable. 182. Iceman's hemorrhoids. Due to that little bit of bad luck that I had. So keep to your plan, not Iceman's hemorrhoids. There you go. A list of utter juvenile bollocks. Brilliant. 